This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. You're listening to The Assist with Trevor Hart. All right, welcome back. The Tokyo Olympics are officially underway. Uh, there's a lot of things going on with the men's basketball team. Some looking good, some not looking so good. And uh, the women have started out going 1-0, and a 3 by 3 team has won the gold medal. Also got some uh, NBA draft talk, as that is on. It is uh, today as I'm recording this, so I just want to get my thoughts on some prospects out there. So uh, let's just jump into it. All right, so to start out with the Olympics. The the men's national team lost to France, 83 to 76. Evan Fournier was huge for France. I think he had like 18 points or something like that. But the whole squad played well. I mean, like that's the thing with these uh these other teams in the Olympics, like, they've been playing together since they were, like, 15, pretty much. I don't know if that's a sentiment for France, per se, but I know that's how it is for Spain. I know it's how it is for Argentina and all all those other countries. The players know each other very well, and they just play well together. Drew Holiday played really well. He had a really good fourth quarter, which uh, he had just got off the plane coming from Milwaukee. So, uh, Really good game for Drew, especially in those circumstances. Uh, the thing with this game is that I think it exposed the truth of basketball internationally is that, sure, the three-point revolution has come to America and it's changed the game in the NBA, but other countries play a different way that we would have seen like five to ten years ago and that the U.S. would have been good at, but they just play so well at that now to where you can't just – put a bunch of guys who can shoot out there because it's not going to work because that those na- the other national teams will just bully you until there's nothing left. So I think that next time around, we need more guys like Drew Holiday, Dr- Jamon Green, Bam Adebayo, guys who can just defend and won't stop defending at any cost. But unfortunately... Not that many guys left in the league, or at least ones that you would put on an Olympic team. But the other thing is that we also just need bigger guys. Like Bam Adebayo, yeah, he's strong, but he's like 6'10", 6'11", which isn't going to work for national play. He's been playing nothing but 7-footers so far. And I'm going to be honest, I haven't seen JaVale McGee touch the floor. Maybe he has, I'm not sure. I, I even stayed up till, well, it was... At like 2 o'clock when that game against Iran ended. Yeah, just need bigger guys. Need a more bruising lineup. Uh, Say like for this kind of lineup we have now works for teams that don't have as much NBA talent. Like it worked against Iran. They hit a ton of threes. But also like on the broadcast they said that Iran had like some NBA players or at least they were at one point. I know quite a lot about certain pl- about different players and who's played in the NBA, and I had never heard of a single one of them. So like, it works. It works in those situations, but when you're going up against both the Gasol brothers and some really crafty guards like Ricky Rubio and Rudy Fernandez, you just need to have more of a defensive lineup. 
And, like, sure, Bam's going to be able to hang with Powell and Mark Gasol for a little bit, but eventually he's going to have to come out, and who are you going to put against him? JaVale McGee? They're just going to back down. They're just going to back him down. But with this, I uh, still hold out hope that the U.S. team will win the gold. Sure, I mean, they lost to France, and it was their first loss since 2004. But, like, there's certain circumstances where you think, you know, in another year we would have won because it was, like, every team except the U.S. was practicing, like, two weeks before us. And they're, like, USA just got off to a slow start, couldn't hit a three to save their life. There was one possession in the fourth quarter where they had, like, four really good looks. Like, Kevin Durant shoots an offensive – then we get an offensive rebound. Then uh, who else got a shot? Drew Holiday got a shot. That was the last one. It was in and out. They were so close, but and that would have been a big play. But, man, they just couldn't hit their shots, and that's something where – Having this kind of lineup is where it really hurts. Like, there's, you live by the three and you die by the three. USA definitely died. It was a, it was rough to watch because we could feel that, like, USA was trying as hard as they could. They just couldn't get the shots in. And then I saw an article after the uh, loss to France where they were like, I forget, I think it was like a New York Post or something like that. But they said like, oh, the players are upset with Popovich's offense. And I'm like, and they say it's they don't like running a Spurs offense. And to me, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, Popovich's offense is perfect for international play. Getting guys like Tony Parker, Mono Ginobili up to all-star levels. Uh, he, he was with... Tim Duncan for uh, almost his whole career. So, like, he knows how to get the offense in. It's just the amount of time that they had to run that offense isn't a good amount of time to get it going on the first game. So, the men went 1-1. One and one. The USA women, they ended up beating Nigeria 81-72. Asia Wilson had played a great game of 19 points. And Sue Bird had a had just as good of a game. Zero points, but had 13 assists, showing that the veterans are always going to come through and they're going to play really well, especially in international play. I think it was like her and Diana Taurasi, they had the highest plus-minus on on either team. And they... I think Subert had like 20-something, and Diana Taurasi had like 19, I think. So... I'm excited to see where both these teams go. I'm a little concerned for the U.S. on the men's side, but on the women's side, I think that they have enough veteran leadership and youth tied in to where they're going to be fine. And Brianna Stewart's really... I don't think she had as good of a first game as people thought she would, but she's going to be good in the Olympics, trust me. And then the USA 3v3 national team goes 8-1 in the Olympics to win the gold. Congratulations to them. Always like 
Always excited to bring bring the gold home. Congratulations to them. So the NBA draft is tonight as the day I'm recording this. So just want to give a few of my thoughts on it. I'm not going to do a mock draft because uh, honestly, what's the point of doing a mock draft when uh, this podcast is going to come out the day after the draft? The other night I was watching ESPN's mock draft. They say that this is like the deepest draft ever, which I swear they say that every year. So I, I, whatever. I don't think so. I think this would be one of the most loaded top fives in a while. Then you think like 2018 had a pretty good top five. Three, three of them are going to be all stars. Not sure about the other two, but the top five, it's always pretty consistent on the mock drafts. It's pretty much Cade Cunningham going to the Pistons, Jalen Green to the Rockets, Evan Mobley to the Cavs, and then you can flip on four and five. I've seen probably an equal amount of either Jalen Suggs going four to the Raptors or five to the Magic and Scotty Barnes on the flip-flop. So, and all those are great. They're all great prospects. But uh, I don't think I'm a... I don't think I'm as high on Jalen Green as a lot of people are. I think that Jalen Suggs, I think he has the potential to be the best player in this draft because, sure, we've seen what he did in the NCAA tournament on the offensive side, but on the defensive side, the dude is an animal. I think I tweeted, it was like, it was, I think it was the UCLA game. Where I said that, like, Suggs in that game had the tenacity of a junkyard dog on defense. And, like, he was, you could clearly see that he was beat up a little bit in that game. He kept, like, holding his wrist. I think at one point he got his, the breath taken away from him. So, I think Jalen Suggs has the potential to be the best player in the draft just because of what he can do on both ends. But Suggs, he's my favorite in the draft. A close second is Davion Mitchell. Now, probably seeing a pattern. All my favorite players can do really well in the defensive end. And, uh, yeah, you'd be right because uh, I value defense more than almost anything in basketball. But with Mitchell, I don't see him having regular season success in the league, at least for the first couple years. But once his team's in the playoffs, you're going to want him on your team because, like, that's when defense truly matters in the league. It comes down to, like, those last 10 games when you're trying to secure a spot or get a spot. And then in the playoffs, it's really important. We saw Drew Holiday, his effect on Chris Paul. That was huge for the Bucks. We saw Giannis blocking a million shots. Like, defense truly matters when it comes to the playoffs. And Davion Mitchell is going to be a steal. And I see a lot of uh, mock drafts having him go around 13 where the Pacers are. If the Pacers don't get Davion Mitchell, I will be very upset. If he gets p- picked before us, fine. There's nothing I can do about it. But if he's there at 13 and we don't get him, I will oh, I'll be so disappointed because 
he's going to be very good in the playoffs. And after that first year he's in the playoffs, he's going to be a star. And then Evan Mobley, he's getting a lot of hype. Um, it From stuff I've been seeing, it kind of feels like he's going to be an Anthony Davis type player, but we'll see. Like his numbers compared to Davis in college are very similar. But we'll just have to see. If he goes to Cleveland, which is what everyone's saying, I'm not sure if he'll... Man, I don't know if he'll be that great in development because he'll be behind Andre Drummond, which, eh, okay. But the where I think he can get a lot of his learning from and where he can develop from is being behind or just being on the same team as Jared Allen. Because Jared Allen on defense is insane. And they say that Evan Mobley, he has like a raw talent on defense. He really needs to learn the NBA and how to defend there. So, when he's if he's going to be with Jared Allen, I will be very excited for it. But Andre Drummond, ugh. So, as I said before, I think this is going to be one of the most loaded top fives. Well, there's a lot of leeway. They... Some say Mobley, he could be the best player in the draft eventually. Cade Cunningham, everyone, most of the people think that. I think Jalen Suggs, I don't know that many people who, well, I think Jalen Green was in the conversation for number one for like two minutes. I'm pretty sure, but then everyone's like, okay, yeah, it's it's going to be Cunningham. And Barnes, he's just one of those long athletic freaks to where I think he'll be pretty good, and if he's... In Orlando, that's not the best place for a guy like him to go. I mean, some people, they turn to decent players like Jonathan Isaac, another Florida State guy. Uh, Mo Bamba didn't really turn out so well there. Yeah, Vucevic, he was there for a little bit before he went to Chicago. So, I mean, I guess that's good. But... I don't know. I'm curious to see where that, how the top five goes, and be on the lookout for Davion Mitchell. He's gonna be really good. So, I want to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Uh, just keep watching the Olympics. It's gonna be really fun to see where these national teams go. If you watched the draft, cool. If you didn't, uh, check out the recap. It's gonna be interesting. See where everyone goes. Pacers have three picks this year, I believe. So, I'm excited for that. So uh, follow me on Twitter at DEverhart00, and we will talk to you next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.